0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Offstage, our podcast between myself and Pastor Dean. We are thrilled to be walking through the Book of Daniel with you. It's another great week, so all is good. Dean, how are you?
1: I'm doing well. Love doing this with you.
0: This is this is a lot of fun, and hopefully, you know, now we're into week six. We hope you guys are enjoying this, and we're looking forward to it. Just to kind of set you up for what's happening. Daniel kind of takes a shift after this week, um, and it's no longer just stories about Daniel's testimony and his life. We're going to be start dabbling into the prophecy side of the Book of Daniel, and so our structure might look a little bit different. Our conversations it won't be chapter by chapter per se. Right. We'll be dealing with some some concepts and things like that. But this week we are we are dealing with one of the most famous Bible stories. Uh this is one that that football coaches will use and basketball coaches will yeah. use and they'll talk about when you're getting ready to go into the lions den and and we'll we'll talk about all of these kinds of things and so uh, I'm excited about today I'm gonna open my Bible crack it open and again we just in- encourage you go ahead and press pause and read the read the passage yourself because we're gonna read through bits and pieces of it and uh talk through it but you guys know the story most of you. Um, and so, you know, this is problem with having a little tiny Bible is it takes, you know, you skip right over the passage and we're going to talk through Daniel six and such a such an incredible story. There's so many cool little parts of, of Daniel six that, that yeah. get missed that I, that I like to talk about. So, yeah, um, let's jump right in. I'm going to read the first five verses because I think it sets the tone for the whole story. So here we go. It pleased Darius to appoint one hundred and twenty satraps to rule throughout the kingdom with the three administrators over them, one of whom was Daniel. The satraps were made accountable to them so that the king might not suffer loss. Now Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. At this, the administrators and the satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs, but they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent I'd like to stop right there and just say I would love for that to be the case with our government yeah. but uh, anyway here's the part that's really interesting finally these men said we will never find any basis for charges against this man Daniel unless it has something to do with the law of his God so kind of set the scene King Darius is is going to set up 120 satraps, which I guess basically are just high-level executive kind of government officials, his his right-hand people, and he is going to put basically break them up, I guess, into like groups of 40 and have a supervisor who reports to him.
1: Right.
0: Daniel being one of them. Right. Now Daniel's about 80 years old at this point. That's right. I mean he's he's kind of in you know the latter stages of his life. Um, but Daniel, again, it's been interesting to see how he's gone through all of these kings. He went through Nebuchadnezzar and had a good relationship. Yeah. And he went through Belshazzar and obviously didn't really have until, you know, the writing was on the wall. Right. He didn't have any real relationship with him. It was right. like whatever. And now I guess with Darius, he's got a good relationship.
1: Yeah. And and the fact that he's still going after the Babylonian Empire was destroyed. He mm-hmm. wasn't destroyed with it. In fact, he's honored and given a huge level of responsibility in the new government. That This is now the Medo persian Empire, the Medes and the Persians a divided empire, but there's Daniel still going. So he's old, but he's got a ton of responsibility. I thought of that. I listened to his job description. I was getting tired, you know? Yeah, I was exhausted. But he's an older guy and he can carry a huge responsibility. It said exceptional qualities in your in those verses. In another translation, it says extraordinary spirit. He possessed an extro- an extraordinary spirit, which was part of how he excelled his other colleagues
0: yeah we could see that throughout the the, the last passages we've looked at that's you right know? It, it, it's, it's interesting that he does have an exceptional spirit which led to good work in the in the physical world definitely um and he was trustworthy and he was all these kind of things i thought it was really interesting we could stop and you know we're it's it's october we're in the middle of the political season we yes. could talk a lot about just the verses where it says that, that hey we can't find anything wrong that's right with his government affairs which no would
1: corruption be no negligence and completely trustworthy gets noticed in the business world it gets noticed in the political world so he stood out for his and, and as the story progresses they try to find fault with him and the only thing they can find fault with is his prayer life so yeah, they're like
0: you know what we can get him on the basis of how faithful he is
1: of how faithful he is to his I, god yeah i wrote
0: in my notes I, I wish that that could be said of me i know i did I, too I, I just truly, i wish people could go you know what? We just got to get him for how he handles church and Jesus. Well, like that. and
1: and that's why people name their kids Daniel. You know, I mean, it's yeah. it's it's why he has this huge legacy, and it's certainly tied to Daniel's. Such an example. You know, the God of Daniel was our God. So. We can actually be that way. He can be an example to us today. Yeah,
0: Yeah, absolutely. So it's just an incredible thing. So you see the setup. And, and really, it, it ultimately is because they're just jealous. Right. This is another one of those moments, and when we've seen that a few times in Daniel's life, where they're just jealous of him. Yeah. It's, it's oh, he's being put in charge. And, and you would think that at 80 years old, they would be like, okay, it, I'm not going to be jealous of this guy anymore. But it seems every kingdom, yeah, there's this jealousy thing happening where they're like, we, we've got to get him out. They're just mad because he's one of the three. They're not mad at the other two right. who are put in the ministry. They're mad at Daniel, and I don't know if it's because he was a refugee or right. or, or what it was.
1: They, he had something they wanted, and they didn't realize that God gives it, and so they were trying to manipulate it. It's pretty much the king's favor. They wanted the king's favor. They wanted special positions. Daniel had that. In this whole chapter, the king is just so into Daniel.
0: Yeah, we see later on in the chapter, yeah. the king just like, he loved daniel like it was right. like daniel man
1: and here he he wants to give him the whole kingdom so he's he's already the, one of the top 3 officials and now the king is determined to set him over the whole kingdom you know so we know that right away but then we see throughout the story he has the favor of the king of the world and only god can give that you know there's things in our life the big stuff only god can give it right you know, yeah, absolutely. and so we go through life with our hands held out and we pray regularly because we know only God can bring other, uh, the only other way to get it would be manipulating like these other guys and you just end up pushing it away. You end up pushing that, that yeah. away. I,
0: I, it made me think of the story of Joseph. Right, where he was put over the affairs of the entire house, uh, of you know, that's right, kind of that whole idea. But again, it was just favor by. But it was kind of the same idea. He was he was sold into captivity. He was. I mean, it was. But it was just an interesting thing. And so they try to devise a plan where what can we do? They're like, hey, we got to, we got to figure out how to, for lack of a better term, trick the king. Right. Into busting Daniel for something due to his faith. So we see that for these, whatever, 60 some, 70 some years that Daniel has been in captivity, he has not lost his faith. Right. Uh, he hasn't wavered. He hasn't fallen apart, which is probably why we see the extraordinary qualities, the extraordinary spirit in That's him. That's right. He hasn't lost his faith. and so Which we, is a miracle. Yeah, which is fascinating. Again, yeah. captivity. And so you get down in here, verse 6, it says, so these administrators and satraps, which is just a, I'm glad we don't have that title today. That's just, <laughs> I'm a satrap. I, I, I don't I don't even know I'm saying it right, but whatever. So the satraps and administrators went as a group to the king and said, may King Darius live forever. The royal administrator's prefects, you always know that, like, we're getting ready to suck up to you. Yeah. You know, imagine if I walked into your office. May Dean live forever. <laughs> I'm just going to start, may Dean live forever.
1: We could try that. Yeah. I it, mean, you know. be a nice change of pace. (laughs) Anyway,
0: the royal administrators, prefects, satraps, advisors, and governors have all agreed that the king should issue an edict. I don't know where this came from. An edict and enforce the decree that anyone who prays to any god or human being during the next 30 days, except to you, your majesty, shall be thrown into the lion's den. Now, your majesty issued the decree and put it in writing so it cannot be altered. Uh, in accordance with the law of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be repealed. They say it twice. They say twice to him, like, hey, put it in writing because then you can't change it. So they appeal to his pride. Or are like, hey, listen, King. You're man, so great. You're so amazing. Yeah. You're incredible. And you Everybody are such should a. Pray to you. <laughs> Kings really did have this, like, God complex back in, in, in Old right. Testament times where it was mm-hmm. like, I am the authority. Yeah. And so they go, hey, why don't you make a rule that says for the next 30 days. Nobody can pray to anybody else. Yeah. Nobody can reach out to anybody else except you. Right. And the king is all puffed up in his chest. He's like, that hey, was good. At and then they lay it out. They go, listen, hey, if you issue the decree according to the law of Mesopertage, you can't take it back. You can't. They're setting him up. Like, right. I mean, this is like a huge setup. They're like, you can't take it back because they knew how much he loved Daniel.
1: Right. They had right.
0: to. This is why they had to play this angle.
1: And it's going to majorly backfire on him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes, it is. Uh, absolutely. And so it's amazing that you get down to verse 10. This is where I love, okay, because these are some favorite things that i like to point out. It says, now, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published. Let's just stop right there for a second. Right. Daniel knew. So I don't know if he was in the room or if it what was happening or right. whatever, but he knew that it had been written. He knew it couldn't be altered. He was a smart guy. He knew right. it. So you can't say, well, oh, Daniel didn't know. No, he right. knew. Right. And it says, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God. Now, here's here's the one I love. Just as he had done before. This would have been really, really stupid if Daniel had just started doing this. If he went, well, I'm going to show you that my God is... We, we do that sometimes in our life. Right. We go, well, I'm going to show you... And we do something totally different than what we have been doing in our entire life. Right. This says... Just as he had did before, which meant weeks and months and years, Daniel has been right. opening his windows and praying towards Jerusalem and praying for his people and praying to his God, and nothing changed.
1: Right. Three times a day.
0: Three times a day he did this, and nothing changed. He goes, I, I don't care what the rule is. I know what my, my word says. I know what God tells me to do. Right. He's following the rules of the Old Testament.
1: Yeah, he's going to be the guy that's outlasted all these kings. He's just going to keep being that guy, the Energizer Bunny, keep going, yeah. going, going. Yeah, he, he really
0: is. It's like Daniel, the uh, Belchers are the Energizer And that's bunny. where he's getting his energy.
1: He's getting his recharging. So he's an old man that can carry great responsibility, so he outlasts kingdoms. It comes back to this prayer time, this 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 beautiful picture of depending on God. And for him, three times a day, that's a lot of times. I think, I think that's a special kind of praying. It's not just pray when you feel like it, you know, pray because it's time to start a meeting or or pray because you're in church. He's determined to to pray, go to a special place, focus just on God. You know, people pray spontaneously and people pray deliberately. And I think deliberate prayer is huge because if you pray deliberately, you'll pray a lot more you know, than if you just pray spontaneously. So he's a great example. How how much have we determined to pray? And then as we'll see, the threat of being thrown into a lion's den can't stop him. So he's so determined that even ferocious lions can't stop him from doing it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, lions are ferocious until you think about God. Right. That, that's, that's where Daniel's at. And like you right. said, I love what you said with this whole, it's a deliberate, I think back to our September where we had Saturday prayer times and we right. had people show up because yeah. it was a deliberate, intentional, that's right. different than your, Hey, thank you for this food. Or right. the, even when you're walking in the hallway and somebody says, Hey, can you pray for me? And you just stop and pray. Right. Those are all awesome. But there is an interesting thing. I, I would yeah. liken it to what we do with like, Hey, we're going to take this. It's going to be a month of prayer. Or it's going to be, yeah. a, or we're going to ask you to fast on a Saturday, or we're going to ask you to yep. do this. And so he did that daily. He had a, he had a ritual in his schedule right. where he, he stopped and prayed. Right. Now, what that did do was allow an opening for these administrators and right. these people that didn't like him. They knew. Yeah. And so they were able to set him up. He didn't care. Yeah. I mean, he didn't care, but you just got to be aware that, hey, when, when you do something with that intentionality in your faith— it it can lead to things like this because it sets you up, and and that's not a that's not to discourage you from doing it. It's it's a reality of hey, I'm going to do this, and I know that there could be consequences, that's but right. me doing this is way more important than right than anything that could come out of it.
1: It was it was his identity, wasn't it? Was who he was? He had been doing this so long. I was thinking too. Whatever you can do daily, you'll do 365 times just this year. You know, whatever you can uh-huh. do three times a day, that's like 1,100 times. Um, so I don't know how he, how long he prayed or what he said, but whatever it was, he did it 1100 times just that one year. and it ends up making such a, a huge difference. So those prayers that uh, there are the reason for his extraordinary spirit, his high position, his outlasting kings, uh, his, that was just so much a part of his DNA. That he can't deny himself, he can't deny who he is. So
0: I have to imagine that part of that prayer was for the release of Israel from captivity,
1: right. right? But it still hadn't happened yet, so he continued to pray. He also got on his knees, and I was thinking, what? What's the what's the big deal about getting on your knees? You know?
0: Yeah, <clears throat> it's it, it, it's it's kind of a weird thing. I know that like growing up and in, in, in my my college and stuff like that, they talked about just the. Putting yourself in a vulnerable position for submission. Yeah, that's good. You know, good. you get on your knees, or they talk about prostrating yourself and and yeah. laying down. It's it's a it's a a position that puts you in an area where you cannot attack. Okay. You know, just, that, just that whole idea. Yeah. Of, it's a willing submission. Yes. You know, and you see all the movies, and guys bust into the bank and they're like, "Everybody down on your knees!" And they get right. down on their knees, and their hands that's are up. True. And, and that, it's, it's just this idea. I, helpless I guess. position. It, it's a helpless thing. For for us, for some of us, man, it's you know, it's the same reason we bow our heads, right? It's, it's, Hey, remove any focus of anything else. Just bow your head, close your eyes. Very it's, focused. It's, it's a willingness of submission. It's, it's a physical manifestation of the heart. At least that's the way I've been. That's kind of,
1: good. Physical posture. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's the opposite of pride. You're talking about the pride of the jealousy and the competition and the position of the, the rulers and all that, that being on the knees is very humble. It's focused yeah, I like that. It's weak. It's dependent. It's 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 there's our body can tell our mind and our heart. You know what it can really help. It's like when you raise your hands in worship. It's a physical posture that helps tell your mind what you're doing. And I I, I like that. I like getting on the knees. Daniel determined to get on his knees and facing Jerusalem was was big for him too. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, yeah, because that was his homeland. That's his hope. That's that's the true God. Uh, the, the real kingdom that he cares about is, is God's people, not, not Babylon or Medo-Persia or whoever else comes along. He's really into the king of kings and his people. So, and he missed that. I mean, he, you, know, you have to remember Daniel had a very hard life. He was taken away from his family and placed in a, a foreign, hostile environment for most of his life. And he still loved Jerusalem. He still looked back. Mm-hmm. And thought of he was homesick even at eighty, yeah. like you're saying he's eighty, and and he still wished he was in Jerusalem, still looking toward Jerusalem. I don't know if he ever went back and visited. I don't think so. He was, he spent spends his life, you know, far away in a pagan, but he never forgot Jerusalem. He really he really missed it. Probably missed his family. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It just it's an interesting thing, and you know we get back to the whole prayer thing. Listen, it's awesome to to, to bend your knees. I always think about like. In, in this time, he would, he would go in to see the king. What's the first thing you got to do when you go into a king?
1: You bow down. You bow. Why? Yeah.
0: Because you're admitting Knowledge that he's the greater authority yeah. and that kind of thing. You don't have to do that. Listen, the if, if, Bible tells us to pray without ceasing. Right. So when you're in your car, don't, don't get down on your knees. Don't close your eyes. Right. Yeah, I mean, do some things. And you, you can, can pray that, no matter what your and posture. And you can pray yeah. no matter what your posture. You yeah. don't have to. You know, It would be weird if in the middle of a business meeting you needed God to help you and you just kind of got down on They would look at you funny. Yeah. There's a time and place, but this was a dedicated time for him. So the administrators and stuff know that, and I think it's really interesting. Three different times in the passage, it, it uses this phrase. It says, by agreement, right. they, right? Which, which was interesting, and I, I wrestled with that. I'm like, I guess they had just decided that, listen, we're going to do this, and we're going to – maybe they had in the back of their head, this could blow up. Right. We're in this together. Right. So by agreement, they, it says they went to, they walked past his, they just happened to walk past his house yeah. at the time where his doors were open and he was praying, oh yeah. yeah, like they hadn't scouted that out. And they found him and of course they go right back to the king and they go, yeah. hey king, guess what, you wrote this. They remind him, hey, you right. can't change it, you can't do all these things. And and so obviously the king has Daniel come in and, and he yeah. does what he has to do and it's amazing. I, I want to I go a few verses down in this. It It, it says in verse, uh, let's see. Yeah, the creed to stand. They asked the king, hey, did the creed to stand? Yeah, it does. Okay, blah, blah. Then they go, hey, this the guy Daniel did this. He goes, he still prays three times a day. And the, when the it says, verse 14, when the king heard this, he was greatly distressed and made every effort until sundown to save him. So he basically told these guys, get out of my face. Yeah. And he spent the rest of the day going how do I fix this? Yeah. How and maybe that was where he recognized, oh, they they caught me on my pride.
1: Oh, and that was really bad too. like when you know how it's going to end up, you're you're like these guys how foolish to mess with a king. You know, it's like don't do that. Don't trap a king. Don't manipulate a king. Yeah. He's world power, man. He's going to backfire on you guys.
0: And they, and they, they did, and it, it worked at this
1: point. It, yeah, like, so far it's working. They got it. But the they, king's and, getting mad. And, and the
0: king's like, oh, no. Yeah. You ever just have one of those moments idiot. where you're like, okay, yeah, I totally did this. Yeah. How do I undo it? Yeah. And that, that's kind of what they're, what they're dealing with right now. And so right. he spends all day doing this. Now, they come back to the king, and they go, hey, Remember what you wrote, because it was a big deal. Don't forget. And so then the king does give the order, and they bring Daniel, and and, and they threw him into the lion's den. And this hit me really, really funny last night. It said they, they, they threw him into the lion's den. Okay, so he's in the lion's den. It says, the king said to Daniel, and, and, and it hit me. I was like, okay, he's already in the lion's den. So apparently the miracle is already starting to happen. Of
1: course, yeah.
0: So he's in the lion's den, and the king says to Daniel, may your God, whom you serve continually, right. rescue you. Hmm. So the king has seen the testimony of Daniel. He says, hey, it doesn't matter. Continually, you are serving your God. You're right. doing, he says, he's going to protect That's you. May testimony. he protect you. I think it's amazing.
1: So you got no negligence, no corruption, completely trustworthy, and continually serving your God. He, he's a good man.
0: It's almost like a sermon. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's like this passage. <laughs> no, I mean,
1: Daniel's. just a good guy. He's a great example. It is his,
0: man. Don't don't be like yeah. me. Be like Daniel, right? And so it's interesting. So the king, I, I can't imagine. Like the lion's den was like one of those torture devices that they used, right? I can't imagine this scenario playing out any other time. I don't think the king ever probably looked at somebody he threw in the lions, and we know he doesn't at the end of the chapter. Right. He he doesn't look. He goes well. You know, maybe God will protect you because it's not like they fed these lions. They left them down there so that they were hungry, so yeah, that they, they were, were starving. Ooh. And I've always, I guess, envisioned it as kind of a, a pit in the ground, yeah. or or like an underground cave where they kept these lions and they kept the gate kept kept whatever, and they, they'd roll the rock back and the lions would yeah be ready to rock and roll.
1: Yeah, it's multiple lions, and they were each one of them huge. I I did a little study on on lions. Um, their their roar. The, the throaty roar of a lion can last longer than five minutes. I, I didn't realize this <laughs> and be heard more than wow. five miles away. They weigh between 330 and 550 pounds, depending on the last time they ate. Cause I'm they get pure muscle. They can eat like 80 pounds of meat in one feeding 80 pounds.
0: So you figure there's three, five, six of them in there. You know, Daniel,
1: yeah, you got all, you got five or six of them and they got these, teeth like you wouldn't believe i mean they're 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 ferocious they're powerful they're daniel would have been down in there feeling them smelling them you know some people think did he sleep during the night did he snuggle up to him no i don't think so they're not stuffed animals (laughs)
0: maybe i don't i i I would like to this is one of those dvr moments when i get to heaven i would like to watch what the angels did
1: well we just know the angels shut the mouths of the lions but I don't know. They still growl. Was it still scary to, you know? But but, I think this is the key thing because this is important for all of us. We're going to experience God in our lion's den, which is this world, in a in a very special way. I think Daniel would look back and on, on this lion's den as a as a as a huge moment in his life where he experienced the protection and the rescue of God. So even in the scariest places, it could become the biggest most wonderful place we experience god you know is among our lions it and so the scariest places sometimes can turn into the the most meaningful places because we felt god's rescue like never before well and
0: and you have to be willing to go there right like again it goes back to what you said weeks ago you you talked about how daniel's story starts where most of our faith stops
1: that's right yeah
0: you know and if I'm being honest, yeah. I don't know that I would open the windows when I started praying at that point. Yeah, you know, I would hope that I would continue to pray, but I might be like, you know what, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave the drapes yes, down. Go like, in your and, closet, as yeah, Jesus right. would say later. And I would, I would, I would do that. But Daniel was like, whatever, I'm willing. You know, yeah. this is his fiery furnace moment where he's like, hey, man, if I die, I die. This is God's right. plan, and and you know, whatever. And, and so he goes through this, but we, we see he's down in there. And then I, I, want, I want to show you another verse that shows you the impact that a, that a life like Daniel's can live. Verse 18, it says, after this all happened, Daniel's thrown into the den. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night without eating, which was huge for a king because right. they just partied, and without any entertainment, which I love the way they – any entertainment um, being brought to
1: him. You think they probably had like movies they rented? Yeah, or? I think it was – net. he was going to Netflix <laughs>
0: – um, <laughs> and he and, and he could not sleep if you can't read between the lines of what this means right. okay and he could not sleep so he didn't eat he he didn't get his usual entertainment whatever right. that may be and he couldn't sleep i i don't know if you're looking for a definition of a friend or somebody who's yeah. impacted by you right but if something happens to to you and i can't eat and i can't sleep and right. i can't enjoy any type of thing to take my mind off of it right i would say that that relationship is is pretty strong pretty strong and so it's interesting and so we see in the morning he gets up and just does a full dot sprint back to the lion's den right he he runs to the lion's den not not the one on 70 um he runs which is not something he would probably do ever right not something he's ever done before right and then and then he gets right down into it and he gets to the to the mouth of the den, and, and in verse twenty, he says, "Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, again, we see it, been able to rescue you from the lions?" And I don't I don't know. See, this is where me being just the person I am, yeah, I would wait a second before I responded, just to mess with the king. Yeah, <laughs> I would. But Daniel answers, "May the king live forever." That that's enough for the king to know.
1: Yeah, he's alive.
0: My God sent his angel. It's singular. And he yeah. shut the mouth of the lions. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight, nor have I ever done any wrong before you, your majesty. So the king was overjoyed and he brought Daniel out of the lion's den. And, you know, when Daniel was lifted, no wound was found on him because he had trusted in his God. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. So he brings Daniel. I, I don't even know if they had a contraption to pull somebody out of the lion's den. Right. Like, this is not something the, that happens.
1: Didn't used to, didn't need to, yeah. <laughs>
0: So I mean I I don't I don't know what that's like. They they pulled him out and he's fine. He yeah. spent the whole night in a den of lions and you know what I mean? Like he said the angel just shut their mouths. Yeah. And you know you see all the paintings of that of like the the angels with their hands over their mouths or you or what I, yeah. I don't know. I
1: mean I I read somewhere Daniel was spent his whole life in in the lion's den um surrounded by people who did not wish him well and God had rescued him his whole life, you know. And so this, this was a dramatic picture of his whole life of rescue, you know?
0: Yeah. That's a valid point. That's really good.
1: Yeah. Cause he, he had to be, and, and like he, he didn't, he didn't get bitter when they kidnapped him from his family. That was a rescue from what gets a lot of people. They are bitter because of painful circumstances. Uh, he wasn't corrupted by 50, 60 years in a pagan environment. And, and that, that's a, a tremendous um, rescue. The big thing is rescue. God saves. You know, That's what the name Jesus means in the, in the Hebrew, right? It means Yahweh saves, the Lord saves. And so it's his name. It's what he does. It's, it's one of the things that those of us who know him can regularly experience, not just from the penalty of sin, the power of sin. The, every day we need to be rescued. We need to be saved from forces greater than scary forces, evil forces that want to devour, destroy, to diminish our life. And we'll never do anything until we're saved. You know, We have to include that in our prayers. I, I think this image is very dramatic for me to pray every day. One of the things that motivates me to pray are the images God gives me. And this is one of them, that not only myself, but those I love are, are in a lion's den every day and need God's rescue to be able to live the life, to experience the joy, to fulfill the potential that they have, that there are forces arrayed against them that want to devour, that do not wish them well. And so pray, God save my, my children, God save my wife, my husband, uh, my family, my friends, the people I, I minister with at church. You know, they just, we all need God's rescue. I think it's the last line of the Lord's prayer, right? Deliver us from evil. Uh, is, is the word rescue or save us from, from evil. We're supposed to be praying those kind of prayers all the time. So this is a dramatic picture that we all can experience every day from God. He is the God who, who rescues us. Uh, one of the key psalms I love on this is Psalm 91. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, a thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. God saves us uh, every day. He's such a good God to rescue us. And you might ask that, What's, what are my lions? What are the things that would just devour me if it weren't for Jesus, if it weren't for God helping me? Yeah. That's a
0: great question. I love what you read in with the idea of dwell. Whenever I hear the word dwell, yeah. it's different than like, hey, where do you live? It's like, no, this is where I can just remove everything from my and just right. be. Right. You know, dwelling is like, okay, I go in, I walk in the house, and I can take off my watch and I can put my phone down and I put my wallet aside and I just take off my, my jacket and I, right. I'm just able to just relax. That's good. And it's that idea of dwelling. Do that with God. And so God God, God tells some of the best stories. Yeah. So so to bring this whole story to a wrap, to make sure that nobody could say well obviously the lions weren't hungry and it could I mean cuz you could make that argument that there was there's at least a one in a, yeah. a billion chance that somebody could survive out. so maybe they uh, had covid Yeah, maybe they, they had covid taste. maybe they couldn't taste or smell <laughs> anything it's fine at, after he gets done he says verse 24 at the king's command the men who had falsely accused Daniel were brought in and thrown into the lions den along with their wives and children which that's i mean wow and before they reached the floor of the den yeah. The lions overpowered them and crushed all their bones. Right. So they get tossed in. And before they even hit the ground, just, I mean, just destroyed. And then the king lays out this whole decree that, hey, he God is the living God. God is who he says he is. And, and we believe that. We see this over and over. The testimony of Daniel. And I love what you said to, to kind of bring a, a nice bow to this whole thing. It, it's It's the prayer life of Daniel that was huge in this. Right. He was very deliberate. Right. You know, when you think about dwelling in the house, it means, hey, even after you're done praying, you've still got to live in that faith, right, right? you know, and that's where we tend to fail, where we tend to drop off. It was, it was incredibly impactful to the people around him. You know, right. Daniel lived his whole life in a, in a den of lions, he did. you know, in, in Babylon and, and, and all of these kinds of things. And so we, we got to be deliberate about that. We got to live out our faith. We got to be willing to take the step of faith to the point where we're willing to be thrown into the den of lions yeah. so that God can do what he does. Right. And so often I, I'm challenged because I stop at the point where I can stop. Right. Not I don't go take that step to where where God can do right what he wants to do. And it's this balance of just trusting him and relying on him to yeah. to step forward.
1: Those lions were real. They were they were definitely real. Sometimes we wanna be delivered from the lion's den and God's like, No, I'll just protect you in the lion's den and Until we die and go to heaven, we are in the lion's den, and yet we can have the promise of God's rescue and God's salvation. And that's just such a beautiful picture, the peace that he'll put in our heart. Even though it's not in our world, it can be in our heart. Even though we're still in the lion's den, we can have that special sense of God's presence. And I pray that for you. I pray that for us, that every day when we go out into all sorts of problems and pressures and difficulties, that will know the presence of God uh saving us day by day moment by moment yeah
0: yeah you don't have to be afraid of landing in the lions than if you're dwelling in the house of the Lord right right and i think that's the whole point so yeah. what what a cool story and obviously one of the most famous stories yeah. uh of all time that that's amazing so uh, next week, we'll jump into the start the prophecy side yes. of Daniel, and we'll hope you continue on with us, uh, family. The plan is to finish out Daniel, and then we'll take a little bit of a break right around Christmas, and then we're going to jump back into the new year with something else. Again, we'd love to hear your stories. Feel free to reach out to us. We'll throw our emails down here uh, underneath of us so you can reach out to us. But again, let me encourage you, continue to dig into the Word, continue to dwell in the house of the Lord, and continue to be the message. You guys have a great week, and we'll see you next time.
1: See you later. Have a great week.